I hadn't thought about it like that, the accountability, but that's absolutely true. That's the difference between 26 and 36. You will. <laughs> because you will. You're right. The one though I can absolutely relate to where when your perspective changes or when you see things differently, how you do things has exactly. to change. It has to change. And if you don't, you feel the resistance, like the turbulence, like right. within you and with, with like around you. Right. Now that I'm aware of this part of myself, um, I have to do things differently to honor that part of myself. Hello friends, welcome to the Solely Human podcast. My name is Jasmine Naomi, your host. Here on Solely Human, we talk about our shared human experiences and then we learn and grow and maintain an open mind and an open heart while acknowledging that we are also soul. So our soul is what connects us to ourselves, to each other and to the universe around us. So today I am super excited. I have my friend Ashley here with me. So to introduce you, Ashley, I wanted to ask you without telling me or us what it is you do, um, who are you? Hmm. <laughs> I am absolutely a multifaceted human being that has a past in many lives that has to do with war, creating, nurturing, and teaching. Okay, I love that. And how did you come to that? to know you in that way? Because I learned through strife. So through strife, I guess I choose to learn through strife. Okay. So through learning through strife and being the block in the middle of the river that flows, that's where you actually, for me, find mm -hmm. out what you are. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so now with telling us what it is you do, who are you? I'm a holistic practitioner. And I'm blessed to be licensed under the largest institute in the world, the Czech Institute in Carlsbad, California. I've been a personal trainer for 15 years, but to say personal trainer for 15 years just sounds like, oh yeah, she just has nice shoulders and nice legs and she can put people through workouts. Mm -hmm. um, holistic practitioner means you help illuminate a light in people happens to be with me that I do that through exercise and physiology and neuromuscular therapy. Mm -hmm. And we also do that by invigorating people's souls through exercise, physiology, and movement. So that's what makes me a holistic practitioner and a personal trainer for 15 years. That's amazing. You guys can't see her right now, but she's ripped. So don't touch <laughs> It's cold her. out here. It's cold out here. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. So I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, anytime I talk to you, I always learn something about myself. So do I. Every time I talk to you, I learn something else about myself. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, I think that there's um, like few people in my life that, that can give me that and that I can connect with in that way. So we're lucky. Really, we are. We are lucky. And, really and we wish this for everybody else. Yes, absolutely. So um, holistic health, what does that encompass? Holistic health, and this is starting to be a very fad term, mm. but it's something that has guided my life entirely. I'm Cuban-American, I'm first generation, so mm -hmm. my parents are Cuban refugees during the worst time that you can imagine mm -hmm. from transitioning from Cuba to America. Mm -hmm. And some of us learned about this in high school, and that's what raised me. So processed food, American diet, otherwise known as the SAD diet, standard American diet. Oh. Um, 
Damn. Those things. If that's not accurate. Yeah, that's not accurate. I don't know what is about right. our agriculture and food systems. Right. It just wasn't part of how I was raised. Okay. Um, I was raised understanding just fundamental things about health, about eating. And also in my family, there are plenty like cardiovascular surgeons that are also holistic DOs. So I've had a lot of mentorship. I didn't just arrive here, which also lets me know this was definitively my purpose. Mm -hmm. So holistic health, to just wrap that back around, is a type of health and a type of health pursuit that encompasses the whole person. Okay. And encompasses the whole person. We don't just mean from head to toe. We do mean the six forms of stress that a human being is under at all times, whether that be electromagnetic, physiological. There's six forms of stress that human cellular biology is under at all times, and they interchange. Okay. How do we take all of those six interchangeable stressors and how they affect the whole human? Mm -hmm. And thusly, how we walk out of that is holistic health. Okay. And... When you say encompasses all parts of a person, what are those parts? To keep it simple, we'll go with mind, we'll go with the physical body, and we do have to go with soul. Okay. For people who don't know what soul is, call it essence, okay. call it higher self. Okay. But to think that that doesn't exist, well, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Right, exactly, absolutely. Um, why do you think it's easy for some people not to believe in soul. Is believe the right word? Yeah. yeah. Believe in soul, I'll essence. I think believe is the right word mm -hmm. um, because it's hard. Once you understand that that's exactly what you are, that life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about remembering yourself. Mm. You're already found if you're here. So for people that can't see that, for people that can't hear that sentence and, and have their own interpretation of it, which anybody could and anybody should, there is no right or wrong way about looking at that statement. Remembering what you are and who you are, uh, which for anyone listening is, you know, God and consciousness and first of all, love. Mm. So if you hear the word soul and that resonates with you, you now have a greater accountability to how you treat yourself, how you approach yourself, how you approach your life and your external realm. Mm -hmm. um, and that makes you very accountable. So people who don't wanna deal with accountability, they wanna deal with their mortgages, they wanna deal with their children, they wanna deal with the ins and outs of, of life mm -hmm. um, in the simplest way, they may not wanna observe soul. Once you observe soul, you have a different accountability through how you walk through your life. Mm. I hadn't thought about it like that, the accountability, but that's absolutely true. That's the difference between 26 and 36. You will. <laughs> <laughs> because you will. you're right. The one though I can absolutely relate to where when your perspective changes mm -hmm. or when you see things differently, how you do things has exactly. to change. It has to change. And if you don't, you feel the resistance, like the turbulence, like right. within you and with, with like around you. Right. Now that I'm aware of this part of myself, um, I have to do things differently to honor that part of myself. And you tie that back into exercise. You just said the word resistance. Mm -hmm. You're a jiu-jitsu athlete and you are a strength and conditioning athlete. I am your coach. Mm -hmm. Don't we need resistance to perform anything that we perform on the mats or in the gym? Think yeah. about a cable machine. Think about a kettlebell. You don't work out without resistance. Yeah. Your soul does not work out without resistance. So when you feel resistance, that's your soul talking. It can't text you, mm -hmm. right? So then that would also be... Um, intuition, right? Or and different? because we have vaginas, we have even greater sense of that and God mm. be with us because that is truth. Wow. I hadn't thought of it as accountability. Of course not. That's absolutely true. That's right. So 
in this soul part of ourselves and our essence and our aura, uh, how do we, well, let me start here. Sure. You told me something a long time ago because we had done our chakra clearing yes, session. We did. And um, I think after that, when we kind of reconnected about it and just things going on, you told me something that for me, as a clinical therapist, yes. as a mental health clinician, yeah, guys. We're both very clinical. That's what we do, right? right. But, <laughs> but, but guys, side note, I want it to be outside because I love the green. Um, if you see me smack something. We got mosquitoes <laughs> out here and they are all about our vibe right now. I, I, don't, know. Know, I don't know if it's the Daily Brew they, coffee or what. I don't know but what it is. And shout out to, to Daily Brew. To Daily they Brew. They need to sponsor this podcast, by the way, as a Riverside, like, As a Riverside <laughs> local. Yeah. I love this coffee yeah. shop. They're amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you see me, you know, just kill a fly and it's... Yeah, exactly. Existence, my mom would be proud. <laughs> Mid-air. <laughs> Done it too many times. I'm a pro. So, <laughs> um, so uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a clinician. Post three years, I'm going to take my licensure exam soon. So I'm going to be a licensed clinical social Let's worker. Go, baby. I'm so excited. But in learning clinical therapy, in doing my master's in social work and my bachelor's in social work, one of the modalities of therapy that we talk a lot about is cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's the triangle. I'm sure you know, right? right. So we have so my background is in psychology as well. So what the fuck? I don't know. My bachelor's degree is in psychology, and I started my master's as well. And then I realized school is not for me. Yes, and be and behavior. I didn't know that your bachelor's sports psychology, to be specific, health and human performance, and I minored in human sexuality. I that makes so much sense, doesn't it? I love it. <laughs> ah, you already know that. You've been already knowing. Yeah. So we have our thoughts feelings and our actions. So we are taught to work with clients, which then kind of transfers into working with ourselves, Certainly. right? Because um, we're all just reflecting each other. Exactly. So it's kind of like you have your thoughts, right? And then you track back to your feelings and then you track back to the actions. So it's kind of like thought. A lot is placed on thought. Which is lies. <laughs> so we had a conversation yeah. and you said something along the lines of Instead of filtering through my mind, filter through my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, said no one ever. Said to no me. one ever. It's and like one of those like, memes, nobody. Right. And then on the bottom it says, feel through your heart. The reason for that is if we could be clinicians for a moment yes. and you actually measure the electromagnetic resonance of what the heart gives out and you can literally measure these things with tools such as in internal data field analyzers. They, these are real measurable tools to mm -hmm. measure subtle frequencies and subtle vibrations. Mm -hmm. There is actually nothing greater in the human body that gives off a subtle electromagnetic resonance than the human heart. Mind is very universal. You can connect to that from any standpoint. Mm -hmm. To have an emotion, it requires one thought and one feeling. Mm -hmm. To have a feeling, you are required to have one thought. However, thoughts can just be generated because of human consciousness. We can tap into universal mind and thought at any time and you can drive yourself crazy or you can drive yourself into a ditch. Right, absolutely. So and you use your heart center messages are just a little bit clear and that's not just for women. I tell that to the sacred gentleman that I work with as well. And you said messages from the heart are clear and mm -hmm. immediately my brain was like. Because they don't bring anxiety. They are calming, they are clear. Mm -hmm. When you feel anxiety through your thoughts, you know you're filtering your experience through a mind-centered point. Mm -hmm. And so I used to think like 
No, my heart messages are hard for me to interpret. Come to find out the heart message and the feeling, it's immediate and it's clear. And then it's my brain when it, my brain has things to say and, um, you know, justifications or rationalizations or disagreements, then, you know, that's when the spiral Well, let's talk starts. about the woman's mind, right? Like, yes, the woman's brain may be a little structurally smaller than the male's. We're not that much physiologically smaller, internally structured. Okay. Women have 30% more fine. We have references for these at the bottom, you know, or whatever, where yes. this is at. We'll link at the bottom Absolutely. information. So women have 30% more fibers connecting their left and right hemispheres of their brain. So we're not just meant to be tenders of the home and, okay. and with three children and doing this and doing that. Like our mind is capable of taking us outside of the multitasking of the way that culture has us multitasking now. Mm -hmm. Women have 30% more fibers connecting their right and left hemispheres of the brain. That's crazy. Our CPU is ridiculously fast. So women really need to learn to harness what they feel over what they think. So that 30% more. More fibers. More fibers between yes. our left and right hemisphere Correct. of our brain. That 30% extra, what does that mean for us? That means we are to... born, engineered, genetically inclined, whatever, to do more. Mm -hmm. But look at how women tend to do more. They do more into breast cancer. They do more into hair thinning. They do more into losing their periods. They do so much, they abandon themselves. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do more mentally, to be able to take more mental tasks, doesn't mean abandon yourself. That's a superpower. Mm -hmm. 30 more fibers connecting your brain are is yeah. a superpower. And yeah. the wider that that's understood, the healthier women, and, and certainly men, but the yeah. healthier women can be. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say that. It always makes me feel better. Most people don't. I, you know, I am just one of the humans meant to know what I guess. That is so cool. Okay, so... What would you tell someone that's like, I am trying to listen to my heart more and I can't help but just listen to my brain and I'm feeling anxious or depressed or angry or um, confused or I don't know what to do. What do you tell someone that's trying to strengthen their connection to heart and higher self? I would tell them first, is it really true? They'll be like, what, is, what do you mean? Okay, well, what do you just think right now? Hmm. Is it really true? Is it really true? Is it really true that I can't make it to the gym? Is it really true that, you know, whatever fucking story you tell yourself as we all do, or whatever anybody could put in your head or whatever an abusive partner can put in your head, um, is it really true? That sentence in itself, in itself right there speaks to your cells, right? So when you speak to your cells, they listen. They're your most faithful commandments. They are your, they are your most faithful servants. All you have to do is command them. So when you ask yourself, is it really true? You put yourself in a situation to ask your heart, I've done this with you. Mm -hmm. Is it really true mm -hmm. that this? Okay, I see how you're perceiving this. You know, mm -hmm. I can't, I'm trying, all I get is my head. Is it really true that all you're getting is your thoughts? Or are you just choosing to only listen to your thoughts? And it's a fucking hard question. That's a hard question. Yeah, and none of us is. can just answer that on a whim, not even someone as experienced with these things as myself. Mm -hmm. But just that statement alone, is it really true, not only ties you into the whole premise of holistic health, but it ties you into, I don't know what to do, but I'm trying to invigorate this relationship with my heart center. So if someone says, I don't know, I, 
I feel that this is true. So then what do you push them to do in that moment? I push them to feel. Okay. What, what do you feel over what do you think? And I will literally have people put their heart on their center of their solar plexus. And I'd be like, what do you feel? Typically, these are human beings, including myself, that are simply too scared to answer the question. Yeah, I've been there. Right. There have been so many right? times you ask me a question and I'm like, what do you what feel? To say right? right? Now. Because what you feel will be clear. That's unequivocally true. What you yeah. feel is clear. Yeah. The moment you go into what you think and you start processing, well, that's mm -hmm. where multiple answers come in to answer one question. And that's where you know you're into mind. And that right there, that is my job. I gave no answer. I really gave no pathway. I gave no right or wrong. I, there's also no judgment behind that. Mm -hmm. All I've simply done is created a resource through question for someone to use the tool of talking to themselves. And when you say talking to yourself and talking to your cells, tell me more about talking to your cells. Because I know people don't hear that a lot and I've only they heard don't. it from you. Right. So, so what we'll, does that mean? We'll make it metaphysical and then if we need to tie it back, then we tie it back, okay. you know? So we pray, right? And when we, it doesn't matter if you're a Seventh-day Adventist, if you're Jewish, if you're atheist, if you're, if it doesn't matter if you're spiritual, if you're Buddhist, we pray. It doesn't matter. And whatever you pray to, I'm, I'm cool with that because no matter what, it's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. So whatever you, you pray to, and some people will say, well, I hear the voice of God. I feel the voice of God. I, I go to church to be with the element and, and the energy of God, right? Mm -hmm. So how about your cells when they hear, right? Because we have 60 trillion cells. Each of them is charged with about 1.4 volts. You're basically a walking battery, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is all measurable and, and easily understood, researched, and read. So... When we speak and we pray and we're in church and we're evoking the power of this or the spirit or godliness or Christ consciousness or what have you, anybody can relate to the, the statements that I'm utilizing, even if your belief is, is, is Scientology, mm -hmm. right? It all mm -hmm. comes from somewhere. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I coach everyone. So mm -hmm. I have to be open to these discussions from, from any way and learn how to tie it together. Mm -hmm. When I speak to myself, I love you. This isn't some TikTok fashionable thing of self-love and self-care because you can tell yourself, I love you and go get your toes done, mm -hmm. right? Which is fine. My toes got the little periwinkle. It's all good. <laughs> but that's not what I mean. I mean, literally, I love you. I see what you're going through. I see, you know, the, your emotional turmoil. I see your efforts, you know. I love you. You are beautiful. I'm going to wear this today because I am beautiful. I'm going to step into this action in this attitude because I love myself. Mm -hmm. To think that your own cellular biology cannot hear that is foolish. Mm -hmm. So to yourselves, right? To pick up our coffee, to speak. Mm -hmm. Something else is conducting all of this behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course it is me, but you tell me who helps you breathe while you're sleeping mm -hmm. or do you just breathe? Okay, if you had to conduct your own oxidative process to breathe while you're sleeping, you would die before you even take your next breath. Mm -hmm. Your body does that autonomically. Yeah. So your, your cells are your servants and they hear you. Mm -hmm. So when they hear that, you are now the voice of God to your cells. Mm. And you can rewind that back. There is no simpler way to put that. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I mean, speaking to your cells. In the same way that we, the little cells of this universe, speak to God at church mm -hmm. or while we meditate. Mm -hmm. Your cells pick up on that too, because they are your servants. So then if we're talking shit all the time hmm. to ourselves, how does that translate? Acne, weight loss, weight gain, infertility, mm -hmm. males, no boners. Mm -hmm. 
in every way that you can imagine, let alone what you say, let alone what you put into your body. If you put synthetic garbage into your body, you're going to get synthetic garbage out. Mm -hmm. It is very simple. There's over 6,000 books on nutrition. For what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> For what? What you put in is what your cells pick up on. And the message that they get is the level that they operate at. It is very simple. Something as simple as nutrition to have 6,000 publications. There's a lot of misconstrued information out there. So to hear that, to me, it's kind of like... How could you not believe that everything is interconnected down to a cellular level? Because you don't want to be accountable, because you rather take pre-workout, because you rather have black coffee at 5 a.m. in the morning to overdrive yourself. The moment you know better, you're accountable to do better. And people think there's not enough time, quote unquote, to do better. Mm -hmm. My job as a holistic practitioner is to teach people that there's infinite time to do better. Mm -hmm. And I think that these things that um, we look for, I don't know, to fix or to, like, we think that this is the answer. <laughs> um, I think a part of it is the instant gratification. Of course. Or like, of course. if I drink this right, I think that this is doing this right now. So I'm like getting somewhere right now, you know. Um, but the amount of energy that we put into those things. Um, if we were to utilize that energy to self, mm. to ourselves, I can't even imagine. Would you really? I mean, I've, right. I've, right. I've, I've felt the difference in so trying, in being intentional, even in just the past year or two. Mm, you being feel, intentional. Yes. Yeah. You feel the difference um, and uh, you're kind of like, damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> should, should have started this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you could even do intention in segments, right? Like. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else that exists but right now. Mm -hmm. I had a great time yesterday with one of my best friends, but those moments no longer exist. They certainly mm -hmm. exist in my phone, but all that exists in actuality is this very moment. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just true. That's not spiritual fairy pixie dust. Right, I right. can. There is no tomorrow, but that I cannot see that. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot. So yeah. it, it actually does not exist quite yet. Right, right. So with people with instant gratification, I understand that because, well, fuck, you're only living in the present moment. Yeah. But again, if you could text your adrenal glands, if you could text your feet, if you could text your migraines, um, and you could tell them what the, if they could text you and they could tell you what's going on, you know, maybe you would make better choices, but that's not what happens. Right. Your body gives you messages through things like the pain teacher. Mm -hmm. I have this migraine. Okay, well, how's your hydration? Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't hydrated because I had to take all three of the kids and I had to do this and I got to the gym and I'm... Well, we're not working out until you can put down 16 ounces of water. And yes, you will pay me for your session today because mm. that's my job responsibility to you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And there's the, that accountability. Yeah, and that's that segment intention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You have to live this certain kind of life, but intention per segment of your day mm -hmm. when you are being present is enough intention when you don't really have enough practice to be intentional. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned... Um, your solar plexus. Mm -hmm. Please walk me through or walk us through what that is. Uh, we've had conversations about our, our chakras, but please give us the breakdown. Love to. So chakras, or to make people comfortable, are energy centers. Mm -hmm. The word chakra in Sanskrit means wheel, mm -hmm. like karma. People think, oh, well, you gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. Karma in Sanskrit means action. And well, for any of us that have taken physics or biology or whatever, uh, well, we know to every action that there is a reaction. So that's why people have this perception of karma's a bitch and she's this. Mm -hmm. Well, 
karma is action. And that all simply means to every action, there is a reaction. Mm -hmm. For me to create the action to be here, there will be a reaction at the end of this podcast. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like normal existence, you know? Yeah. So it's really nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to demonize or to condemn. Chakras are energy centers. These things are also electromagnetically measurable with internal data field analyzers. Mm -hmm. It sounds crazy. It sounds like equipment from NASA and shit. Yeah. These are measurable outputs in the human body. Mm -hmm. And they do co-align with glands. They co-align with organs. And they co-align with your muscles. Mm -hmm. So the solar plexus, I mentioned, I'm an Aries, so I'm very solar plexus inclined. Mm -hmm. But that has to do with confidence, the light within you. Mm -hmm. It also has a lot to do with guilt and shame. And that is actually a large part of my shadow, mm -hmm. which takes us into the point of light and shadow, chakras. Well, everybody knows the concept of yin and yang. So we exist on earth with what's called duality and polarity. It doesn't mean bad or good. It means in and out, mm -hmm. light and dark, mm -hmm. male, female, give, receive. If you're here on earth, you deal with polarity and duality. If you're not supposed to, you would have incarnated somewhere else in another dimension on another planet. Mm -hmm. In this density on earth, it's polarity. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be demonized or condemned. So to every chakra center, there are seven main ones. I, I work with several more than that. I work with up to 21 because I'm a sound healer and I bounce sound off of energy centers. And there's, as you know, there's significantly more. Yeah. So put the seven primary ones that anybody should just be comfortable with. Um, they start from the root center and they work up. So I don't need to get into each meaning of each one if you don't need us to, but just know that these are energy centers that run through the central channel of your being. Mm -hmm. Some of them connect you to earth. Some of them connect you to higher power. Some of them connect you to how you see your environment and how you see the, how you process data as mm -hmm. a human being. That would be your third eye, how you speak. Uh, certainly, if you are someone that has been emotionally or physically or sexually abused, there would be things like blockages in the throat chakra, which would lead to communica communication issues and perhaps work relationships, perhaps family relationships, perhaps just a relationship with yourself because you're someone that feels silenced. Mm -hmm. So these are energy centers that are highly affected and affected by your external experience. Mm -hmm. And it is truly up to you to feel them, to hear them. And then there's always ways to unblock them because to every chakra, there is a dark and there is a light. Mm -hmm. There is a positive and there is a negative. A battery cannot exist as a battery without positive and negative. Mm -hmm. And that is just truth. Mm -hmm. Same way with your own energy centers. We discussed that we're walking batteries. All of our cells have a charge. These chakra energy centers distribute those charges and they all have different metaphysical meanings that affects the whole person and the environment that person is in. And that was gonna be my question. How do our chakras affect us? Think about them as data centers. Okay. So how there are archetypical data centers. I, I mentioned the throat chakra and mm -hmm. someone being silenced because of any type of abuse or restriction or, or what have you, right? Mm -hmm. And how that data comes out into your external realm. Okay. I've had people on my table where I, I, you know, dislodge, you know, mess in their energy center of their throat. Mm -hmm. And it, when they choose to share, that person has typically been abused or had to be silenced in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And then you tie that into how they give and receive data of communication, the throat mm -hmm. chakra in their experience. And you find out this is a person who actually doesn't speak their truth and they repress that inwards mm -hmm. because they actually don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Because 
that chakra has a huge block on it from something that's happened to them from a past life or from childhood mm-hmm. or, or any time in life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. So what would you say to someone that would say, what do you mean, um, you know, this energy that's in someone's throat is affecting how they speak. Anyone can speak whenever they want to speak and say whatever they want to say. How would you respond to that? I would say that would be a very easy way that lacks accountability Mm -hmm. to approach life Mm -hmm. because anyone that has had that kind of energy removed from them and that kind of peace removed from them, such as assault, as I'm Mm -hmm. stating, and this is all just through experience. I'm not trying to darken anything. Someone that has had that energy removed from their experience, that energy has been removed from your experience. Let me remove the experience that I have taught you how to do an appropriate Romanian deadlift and go to Choose Fitness and try to do a Romanian deadlift and tell me how your L5-S1 disc feels, mm. right? For the power lifters out there who use those fucking weight belts that are a waste of time. <laughs> Let me know how that disc feels when I remove the ability mm-hmm. for you to utilize your physical body in a Romanian deadlift. Mm-hmm. Let me remove the ability you have to speak your truth and defend yourself mm-hmm. if you have been sexually or emotionally assaulted. Mm-hmm. Let me remove that from you and show me how you archetypically move into your life. Mm-hmm. Or for the gentleman listening, show me how the lug, how, show me how your car would operate if I remove the lug nuts from your vehicle. Mm-hmm. If I remove the lug nuts from your wheels, mm-hmm. you tell me how that car is going to drive and operate. Mm-hmm. It won't, mm-hmm. and it won't, and it will for a little bit, but very soon your wheels are gonna fall off and your car is gonna spin out from underneath you. Mm-hmm. And that's how energy centers work. Thank you. Absolutely. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I think that in the past year or two, um, the more I learned from you and the, learn, the more I learned from myself and in this growing process, we talked about how um, I've been like, just reflecting on the spiritual and the clinical, right? So. I've started to think to myself, in working with my clients, it's only clinical, right? That's my scope of competence. That's my scope of knowledge. And so that's what I stick to. As the Um, United States of America would want you to do. As they would. As they would. And so that's what I do. But I just keep thinking to myself, like when I'm working with my kids or when I was working with my adults, these are individuals that have experienced such pain, Mm. such emotional and physical pain even my kids at the group home right up to 10 years old things that no one should ever have to experience Mm -mm. even my adults that were and those are kids that later at 25 are on my table so i exactly these kids that i work with now when i was working for riverside county before with my justice involved all my adults 30 40 50 years old were these kids correct and um we just see the cycle and i keep thinking to myself I feel so blessed to be able to create these connections and support these humans and hold space for them. Um, But now, because my awareness is wider, I hate the feeling of there's so much more that can be done to help you heal. There's so much more to us than just this understanding of um, clinical therapy, behavioral therapy, um, all the different modalities. And there's some of them you know, there's a bunch of different ones, but I'm like, I really want to find a way for myself in my practice later to utilize all of them. That in itself is how you change the world is change yourself. That's true. That's true. 
Because your world is different. You, We both live in this world, mm -hmm. but your world as Jasmine mm -hmm. is a different world than my world as Ashley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. are those not two different worlds within the same? Right. Right. But we have a relationship that yes. works as two different worlds. Yes. Right. So mm -hmm. in this world that we are co-creating right now, mm -hmm. this is how we change our world. Mm -hmm. Your world at home, your world as a clinician, mm -hmm. my world at home my world as a practitioner. Mm -hmm. That's how you change that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do leave these clinical realms. I've always worked in corporate gyms. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my managers in the past. You guys are beasts because I can't <laughs> imagine what it's like to work with someone like me because I will not acquiesce to that. Mm. But in doing so and maintaining my integrity to self and other humans, I was able to change the world of each gym that I have stepped foot in. And that's mm -hmm. truth. No one would argue with that. Just mm -hmm. like those gyms have changed my immediate world outside of there. Mm -hmm. You change your world. You change yourself. You change your world. I love that. Sometimes I feel like even as a therapist, we'll feel this thing of I can't do enough. There's there's how could I possibly? Well, you're also a woman. And that is also going to be the woman's curse who is here to be a healer anyway. Whether you are a proponent of healing, a manual therapist, healer, or just being connected to this amazing Gaia network. Mm -hmm. Being a woman, you are tasked and taxed mm -hmm. with the thought of, I cannot do enough. Yeah. And I would urge anybody, including yourself, to ask yourself, is that really true? Um, it's not. It isn't. Because as long as I am changing my world, I Correct. can change the worlds around me. And that's just and true. An impact. Yeah. yeah. Anyone mm -hmm. that would argue with that would have to come with a very serious argument. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. But in clinical therapy, and I'm sure you know this, we have the biopsychosocial spiritual yes, assessment. Yes, ma'am, we do. Right. Yes, ma'am, so we do. We're trying to look at a person's biological existence, their medical history, their psychological history, the assessments they've had, the treatment they've had, social, the communities they're in, the relationships they have, and spiritual, what they identify as um, a higher power, if any, or how they yeah. see their purpose. Yeah. And so it's not enough. <laughs> It's not enough. It's not enough because no one teaches you how to integrate it. It's kind of like with my kinesiological yeah. background or my orthopedic background until I found the Institute. Mm -hmm. Even just in medical, right? Why I've chosen the route to not go the route of medical mm -hmm. with as many women and men that I have helped with hormonal dysfunction, mm -hmm. uh, with the way that I have helped physical bodies. I choose not to be a physical therapist. Shout out to all of these people. There's nothing wrong with designing a life for yourself in those ways. Mm -hmm. But and they're not for me because mm -hmm. the understanding of the lack of integration is where I have trouble with. For example, if you are, no offense to anyone, and I'm just short-winding this, how many times could one of my patients, and I, I do mean one of my neuro, neuromuscular patients, could go to a physical therapist or go to an MD or go to a primary physician because they have plantar fasciitis mm -hmm. or they have hormonal disruption or they can't get pregnant? How many different entities do you have to go to to still get an answer that you don't even consider an answer? Because you have all these branches to whom to visit and to whom to get answers from, but there is no integration into making that one operative form mm -hmm. for the person. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Well, and it's this thing of... Not saying that no one is doing it right. There's plenty of people doing it right, but the grandeur of the issue is that there isn't but integration. Integration, right. right. And as integrated beings in every way. Every way. How can, how is these non-integrated things going to 
work to heal and support something so interconnected. Right. There, there needs to be someone bridging, and I mm -hmm. totally think that I am one of those someones leading the charge with that, is how do we bring all of this beautiful information from all these different branches and yeah. disciplines and thought processes, yeah. how do we integrate it into actual healing? Yes. Right, where it yes. isn't just one way. That sounds very masculine and very rigid, actually. And unfortunately, in the world we live in, we are taxed with trying to compete with men and mm -hmm. trying to be men and trying mm -hmm. to do things as men do things mm -hmm. by doing and doing and doing. Ladies and gentlemen, understand femininity and being feminine. Well, feminine doesn't mean woman, it's an energy. Mm -hmm. That is receiving energy. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty creation and doing and being feminine. Yeah. But the more you become rigid with overdoing, you're actually diminishing your feminine capabilities mm -hmm. just as an energy. Mm -hmm. And then that balance, there's no balance, right? No, and balance doesn't mean 50-50. Mm -hmm. You know, with archetype energies of feminine and masculine, I've always been trained to understand that that's 70-30. Oh. I can go super hard in my, well, think about your hormones. If you have 50-50 estrogen to testosterone, you're fucked. True. Right, 50-50 does not mean balance. Balance is balance based off of the system we're talking about. Uh, so I go hard in my 30 masculine. I see 50 people a week. I run a holistic, I run a holistic personal training business. Mm -hmm. I integrate people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, and I coach anything from 13 to 68. Mm -hmm. And I coach my parents. You know, I mm -hmm. coach parents of my athletes. So mm -hmm. there's always a different hat to put on. Yeah. I, that's where I go hard in my 30 of my masculine, of my Aries, of my fire. Mm -hmm. The other 70% I spent in restoring myself mm -hmm. for my actionable part of my life. Mm -hmm. And that goes for men and women. Yeah. Period. Period. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I think that, yeah, that's the goal. My hope is to find a way to, because I, I see value in the clinical. So do I. But I do not see value in it without. Integration. Exactly. Same. Without the rest of it. Yeah. It's a crucial key, but it's like just one piece, you know? And um, they don't teach you the rest. They, they don't, don't teach you the rest of and, them. And they didn't teach me. I went through a lot of school before I found the Institute. Mm -hmm. I went through a lot of school. I damn near made it through a graduate program before my soul told me, we getting lost here. We getting real lost here. We're getting lost in these titles. We're getting lost in this work. Mm -hmm. You're actually not connected at all to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I saved my soul and I pulled myself out of academia. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean anybody else needs to do that. But if you are right. being pulled to do that, God bless right. you. I wish you do. Right, right, right. Listening to the feelings mm. instead of, like you said, and I repeat this to myself every now, filtering through the heart, heart instead of filtering through the mind. Everybody should do that. Everybody should do that. Men and women should do that. Just because we're women having courage to have this conversation doesn't mean we don't need to revere the process and the toughness that culture puts on men. Mm -hmm. And I advocate for men because I was raised by the best men. And that's where my healthy masculine is because I was raised by a healthy, sacred masculine. And mm -hmm. two of them served this country mm -hmm. during a very pointless war. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I advocate for the male type as well mm -hmm. and how they need to experience the feminine and how they need to experience kindness for themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is still something... It's weird because let's say I'm at home, right? Or I'm with family or I'm with you or I'm with friends. I'm existing in this one, in this realm of consciousness that I'm in right now, right? And then I'll go and I'll spend, <laughs> and I'll go and I'll spend time with people at work or my clients. And I'm kind of like shocked back into the reality that 
everyone's level of consciousness and existence is completely different. And this is why you do jujitsu. <laughs> I am so excited. I just started, guys. I'm yeah. so excited. She's going to make a great blue belt. I'm so hyped. And it's, it's the energy shift in that in itself is, um, honestly, I feel rage sometimes because of course. I'm, surra I'm surrounded with a lot of men at work that carry that mindset of, well, just an old traditional man way. Do you know thinking. what I say to those men? Please tell me. Poor you. That isn't pity. Yeah. That's reverence. Yeah. I revere that. Mm -hmm. I revere a man who mm -hmm. has to be overly masculine because what has you so protective? Yeah. That right. you have to be unkind mm -hmm. to art, to a woman, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. anybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. And to have that kind of accountability and that kind of know-how to approach something like that. Mm -hmm. What about an over-masculine woman? Mm -hmm. Right? So mm -hmm. wherever we see a trail of over-masculine, well, I'm not going to go with cultural fucking terms, with to toxic masculinity. Right, 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 right. You right. Want, I could show you toxic. Mm -hmm. I could show you toxic right now. And that mm -hmm. got nothing to do with being a, tox a toxic masculinity or toxic male. Mm -hmm. I would ask that for anybody that is overdriving their masculinity because what my darling soul are you protecting so harshly yeah yeah and, and you I, are worth exploring that yeah it doesn't matter what your yes. wife is doing staying at home it doesn't matter if you are a police officer and swat and i coach those men and i is at, at, at their at their service it is my pleasure mm -hmm. and i and i i feel for them mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be possible for me to do that if i didn't face the emotional scarring i did in a past relationship I have the same thought when I work with them. It's that I don't know what you have inside, but it must be cons overall consuming for it to be, for it to have such a hold on how you behave, respond to the people around yeah, you. Yeah, it's a very ephemeral, yeah. very short way of living. It doesn't give you enough permission to live. It looks exhausting. And it I is. can say that because I've held, I've held on to things like that with that like, so have fierce I. level and it's exhausting. And you're, you're like, and you break out and I get skinny and your hair mm -hmm. thins and you yeah. don't eat. You don't sleep good. You're right. irritable. And that's us as women. Imagine a gentleman going through that. So to also, also to understand that is nothing that I think anyone is going to become an expert in anytime soon. I don't think so either. And and that's okay. But if you start with kindness, you're not going to nail it at first. Mm -hmm. You're not going to nail it for a long time. I'm 36 years old and I have a long way to go with this battle. But if you look at it from kindness, whether it is your husband, whether it is your boyfriend, whether it is your brother, whether it is your coworker, mm -hmm. ultimately you're showing yourself kindness and grace because mm -hmm. you will approach that person differently. Yes. And thusly you change your world. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Period. And I work in a very over-masculated um, environment. Mm -hmm. I'm built for it. Mm -hmm. But without that and without being raised, like I mentioned with the men that I've been raised with, then I couldn't approach the toxic masculinity, if you will, mm -hmm. with the level of kindness that I have. Right, right. Yeah, it is really hard. I was actually talking with a friend about a staff that I have, was having difficulty with, and she told me something that was a great reminder that I didn't want to hear. And she just said that like all change or a lot of change happens within relationships. Mm. So I was like, I don't want to be their friend. Okay. And she was like, I know it would be difficult and you don't need to be friends, but that 
like you're saying, to approach that with kindness and to understand. Kindness it. doesn't mean we got to go for coffee. No, kindness don't even mean I got to talk to you. Right. But I have to understand that every human interaction I have is a direct re reflection mm -hmm. with myself. Exactly. And that is the hardest thing to do, exactly. period. Exactly. And I think that that's something that a lot of people are still learning, you know, understanding that um, how we respond to things is a reflection of self. Absolutely. I think that's a constant, ongoing thing for a lot of people. Um, it gets easier. Yes, with practice, right? You know, everything. Th th that that's one thing. Like, skill is a mother of repetition, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you you can't have skill without repetition. But provided that there is quality in the repetition, mm -hmm. right? So we always hear practice makes perfect. No, it doesn't. Practicing perfect makes perfect. Mm. And that's just something I've gathered through being uh, an international athlete. Mm -hmm. You don't practice just to practice. You practice with the segment intending mm -hmm. to practice perfect. Mm -hmm. Because if you can have repetition all day, but what's the quality going into that repetition? Right, right. And ultimately, when you have those levels of repetitions, even if they're internal, it could save your life and it mm -hmm. could pull you out of a very harmful situation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if it isn't physical. Yeah. So when you are working with, well, not even when, when you're working with, in general, for yourself and for others, what does listening to your soul, how does listening and feeling your soul look like and how does that impact our life? I feel like we've talked about it a bunch in detail. Absolutely. In little different ways. How do you, how, repeat the question, my love, I'm sorry. How does listening mm. and feeling your soul what is that? What can that look like? And how can that impact your life, your well-being overall? Well, when you talk to your soul, you're talking to God mm -hmm. because we're incarnates of that spirit, no matter what your spiritual anything connection is to it, whatever. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you show yourself that level of kindness mm -hmm. and respect, that's probably one of the most godly things you can do. Mm. Period. Period. So when you know that, that as you listen to your soul and as you give yourself that credit, I don't care if you're that, that police officer that has 10 pounds of equipment on your body and steel toe boots stepping out of your unit, listen to your soul. Mm -hmm. Listen to your soul before you go in on that call, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you have a wife at home, Yeah. right? You have children at home. Yeah. Listen yeah. to your soul. Yeah. Don't, instead of, oh, and then, then when you listen to your soul, and you have to, sh you know, go into and approach a situation with the masculine that you are and with the archetype that you express in as a police officer, mm -hmm. you're going to be much safer. Mm -hmm. So now you get to keep the department safe. You get to write a great report. And you get to go home. Yeah. Right. For a woman, if you listen to your soul. It's peace. And this day and age, women don't no peace on the inside. Mm -hmm. It isn't easy for us. Yeah. So when you feel at peace, don't go back and forth about what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. That is your soul connecting. That is your soul's vibration. Feelings is your soul vibrating. Mm -hmm. And the less you listen to it, the further away you are from spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's, there's no denying that. It doesn't matter what your denomination is. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that. I that love you. Amazing. Um, to wrap up, what fills your soul? Service in the way that I do it. Okay. Period. Period. 
Um, thank you so much. Thank you. For coming on to Solely Human. I appreciate talking with you always. So this was super special for me. God's watching this, my love. Bless I know, us. I know. He's here. She's here. They're all here. Right. They're all here. Um, everyone, thank you to Ashley. Um, we talked a lot about healing. We talked a lot about energy. We talked a lot about um, life, wellness, holistic. And so uh, we will definitely have her on again. At some point, she'll come back. Let's and we'll get talk it. More. I got a lot of round there's, twos. There's Let's a, go. Too much. There's not enough time ever. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. My hope is, is that if once you go into this week that you are able to practice the same level of empathy with yourself that you would with others and um, just be kind to yourself in speaking to yourselves uh, the same way we, you would talk to someone that you love. Uh, thank you to Kevin Spire for doing all my audio and visual editing. Thank you, Victor, for helping me out with my visuals and uh, to Nathan Salau for the original music. Episodes do release on Fridays. So YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and um, I'm always like... All that I shit. Should, all that all shit. All that shit. I should make a list of this or something. I feel like I'm forgetting something important. Nah, put it in the bottom. I'll put it in the bottom. Ah, that was it. Uh, any information that's helpful or relative to, to today's information is going to be linked Books, down below. lectures, videos, mm -hmm. it is at your disposal. Don't ever let anyone tell you anything. Investigate for yourself. If you are listening to this, but all you do is question, mm -hmm. don't forget that you listened. Yeah. And if you have nothing but questions, go investigate for yourself. Don't take it from us. Yeah. Do your own learning. Absolutely. I will link all of Ashley's information down below as well. Uh, if you're ever in Riverside, California. Stop at our Daily place. Brew. Daily Brew, go support them. <laughs> Thank you guys.